didn't know what he was singing, but went right along with what we just talked about. Thank you so much. I wonder this morning if it is our desire to live for him, and my prayer is that that is our heart's desire. We have desires to do all kinds of things and, and uh, think they're really important and take us a long way in life, but a lot of times they're not. Uh, so today, let's look at Christ's return, the promise of Christ's return. Little girl uh, came to church with her mom, and uh, when they got home, they were sitting around, and the little girl said, Mommy, do you believe Jesus will come back? Do you really believe Jesus will come back? And mom said, yes. Sat there a minute, and the little, little girl said, Mommy, could he come back today? Yes. One more time, the little girl asked, Mommy, could Jesus come back in a few minutes? Well, yes, dear. Well, Mommy, would you comb my hair? She wanted to be ready. I ask us today, are we ready? You see, Jesus made promise after promise after promise as he taught his disciples, as he went about preaching and teaching, and he made uh, those prom made many promises. And it gave people, and it even gives us, <clears throat> That word we call expectation. Are we really expecting Jesus to return? Uh, some people might say, oh, it's been thousands of years, several thousands of years ago. Been been heard that for years. I've heard that all my life, and he still hadn't come back yet. So we dispel that truth? No, we don't. Jesus promised rest in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30. Jesus promised that all who will come to him will be accepted by him in John 6, 37. Jesus promised to live with his children forever, according to Matthew 28, 19, and 20. But I want us to see a more precious promise, and that is Christ will return it's concerning the future how many of us look into the future to see what might be you see we're going to see today very clearly in god's word the promised return of christ for his children his children and we hear that called the second coming of christ and don't you think we as believers ought to refocus, so to speak, and our focus ought to be heavenward. Heavenward, not backwards or forward or side to side, but heavenward. Let me read a passage of Scripture to us that we've heard over and over again, but let's, let's look at it uh, again. The Gospel of John, if you will. Go to the Gospel of John, chapter number 14, and we'll read just a few verses uh, from there. And then try to remember what I read the young folks this morning, that we none know the day or the hour that he will come again. Jesus speaking here, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. 
If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, get this. I have this underlined in my Bible. I will come again and do what? And receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. The precious, holy word of the Lord. Thank you for your word this morning. Now speak to our hearts through your word and through your servant. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, let's, let's go through this quickly. Let's fill in some blanks together, and hopefully we can learn together this morning. First, the prediction of Jesus' return. And I, I echo what I just said a moment ago as I read from Scripture to our young people, and I share it again. No one, no one knows the day nor the hour Jesus will return. Matthew 24, 36. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, S-O-N, but only the Father. In verse 42 of that same chapter, therefore keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will return. Now what is Jesus trying to teach to the people back then and there in this context? And what is he trying to teach us today? What is he really saying He's emphasizing faithfulness. Are we being faithful? Watchfulness. Are we watching? I know when the sky gets dark in the summertime, and just, just this past weekend it happened at my house, and it got dark, and the wind began to blow, and I was carefully watching what was taking place outside. Stewardship, expectancy, preparedness. So how can we be certain that Jesus will return to earth? Do we believe this book? Do we really believe what's in this book from, gener from, from Genesis to Revelation? I certainly do, and that's how we're going to be able to tell <clears throat> that Jesus will come back. Letter A on your handout there, Jesus promised his future return. Go back to verse 3 of our text. He says, I will come again. Jesus told a parable in Luke uh, chapter 12. I won't read all of that, but, but listen to these verses here. In the last part of that parable, he, was, he, he taught in parables so people could understand, and he teaches us today the same way as well. Luke 12, 39 says, But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. You've, you have your house broken into before when you weren't home? I know several in the congregation have. Mine has too. If we'd have known when that thief was coming, Mr. Rob Robinson would have been there waiting on him when he got there when they broke into his house, along with those of us who've had our house broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man, get this, is coming at an hour you do not expect. The apostles predicted Christ's return. John the Revelator in Revelation 1-7 says this, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him, even those who killed him, who had him put on the cross. 
and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. So there's the prediction of Jesus' return. And then we see the purpose of his coming. No doubt he's going to return. Scripture tells us that. And if we believe it, then guess what? We believe he'll come back. But why, why is he coming back? What is the purpose of his coming? He will return for vindication. Now, that's a big word. Let me tell you what that means. Vindication. He will return for vindication. And that simply says this. He's coming to claim for himself those who belong to him. So now we can ask ourselves, is he coming for me? You can say that to yourself. Is he coming for me? Are we one of his? Back to verse 3 of John chapter 14. He says, I will come again and receive you. Who is you? Those who are saved. Those who have given their life to Christ. To receive you to myself. That where I am, there you will be also. I don't know about you, but when it's all said and done, I want to be with, I want to be with Jesus. When I leave this earth, I want to be with Jesus, and I hope you do too. 1 Peter 5, 4, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Man. Uh, I got to see up close and personal the national championship trophy of the, the Lady Gamecocks there in Dawn Staley's office. And as I think about those things, it says the crown of glory, this is what we'll get, the crown of glory that does not fade away. You see, if this earth is here long enough, that will fade away. That state championship will fade away. Those state championship rings will fade away. Everything on this earth will be nothing compared to what God is going to give us and the rewards that we will get we'll get a greater quality of life, those things that are imperishable, such as glory and righteousness and rejoicing, and those things make up eternal life. And that's a lot more important than being 28 and 0 and winning a state championship. Jesus will return to resurrect those who have died. First, Thess First Thessalonians 4, 16, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. And get this, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Jesus will return for vengeance or retaliation. Second Thessalonians 1, 7, And to give you who are troubled Rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance. Yes, sir. who is he taking vengeance on? Here we go. On those who do not know God and those who do not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what does that tell us? We're in one group or another. We know him or we don't know him. You see, Christ's return will be a blessing for those of us who are believers. And it will be disaster for those who do not know Christ. Well, the purpose of his coming, the plan of his coming. So we see that he will for sure return. He, he's coming with a purpose. Now, what's the plan? The Bible teaches about a manner in which he will return. 
the Lord will return personally, personally. Back to our key verse, John 14, 3. Jesus says, I will come again, a personal return. That will be him. He will come back. He's not sending someone else that looks like him or acts like him. He will come back personally. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. He will also return unexpectedly, that we've already seen that. No one can predict that time or the hour. We've had these nuts that try to predict the end of the world, and you see what happened. They sold everything, and here 50 years later, Jesus has not returned, and they don't have nothing. People all the time trying to predict and pinpoint when Jesus will return. You see, Jesus' intent, church, for his followers back then and for us today is for us to look for him at any moment, any time. The Lord will return victoriously. As I told the young folks this morning, we, we didn't take part in that because we were not here when Jesus came to earth, when God in the form of man came to earth to be born of a virgin, uh, to be laid in the, in the manger and, and, and lived for 33 and a half years and was crucified. We didn't take part in that. We are on the other side of that. So when he returns... It will be victoriously. King of kings, Lord of lords. And then Roman numeral four, the preparation for his coming. Well, we see that he's coming back. Scripture tells us he's coming back. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. We don't know when it's going to be. But let me ask us this. We must be ready. Are we ready? Everyone needs to prepare for Jesus' return. Matthew gives us a, uh, Jesus tells a parable in Matthew chapter 25. It talks about the ten virgins. You remember that story. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five foolish. Five were prepared, five were unprepared. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Look what happened. Verse 10, And while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, what? I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Those prepared got to enjoy the wedding feast. Those who were unprepared, of course, did not. Christians, we need to live godly lives. 
knowing Christ will return, should challenge all of God's children to live in a way that would honor and glorify God, should live in a way that we should not bring shame to our master. Paul said in Titus 2, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And let us see, we should work with zeal. And another translation calls that enthusiasm in light of Christ's promised return. You know what that verse says, Romans 12, 11, Never be lazy. But work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Somebody said nothing, nothing that meant anything to anybody never happened without enthusiasm. I just wonder how excited we are about serving God. Church, please ask yourself that question. How excited am I about serving God? And I'm telling you, if we're excited about serving God, I think some things in our lives would be different. Things we do may be different. Places we go may be different. People who we associate with may be different. And I can't help but think, if we are working with enthusiasm in light of the Lord's return, then we will be here at every opportunity. What else, what else would you like other than, th than this? Fellowshipping with one another. I'm telling you, I look forward to Sundays and Wednesdays. It's the highlight of my week. So we're to work while we wait for Christ's return. Let me, let me close with this. A gardener from a large estate in Italy, was giving a visitor a tour through the castle and the well-groomed grounds. As the visitor had lunch with the gardener and his wife, he commended them for the beautiful way they were keeping the gardens. He asked, by the way, when was the last time the owner was here? About 10 years ago, the gardener replied. The visitor asked, then why do you keep the gardens in such an immaculate, lovely manner. The gardener replied, because I'm expecting him to return. Is he coming next week? The gardener replied, I don't know when he is coming, but I'm expecting him today. Are we expecting Jesus to return today? And if we are, Will we be ready for his return? Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for this message. Thank you for this reminder, Lord, that you will return. Scripture is so plain in telling us that you will return. You will return for your people, your children. And Lord, if we're not in that group, if we're not in the family of God, Lord, we won't make it. My prayer today is that each and every one of us here 
is in the family of God. Please, Lord, help no one leave this building today without being for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, if today would be the day that you return, that they would not be left out. That they would be like the wise virgins who prepared, who had enough oil to keep their lanterns lit. May we be prepared. Thank you, Lord, for giving us what we need to know in order to be prepared for your return. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.